Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that somehow never got detention back in high school okay <laughs> speaking for myself speaking of my name is greg d <laughs> i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we continue our look into higher education and horror as we go back to the hallowed halls of high school and try to survive into the dark's school spirit you don't have to be an athlete or an athletic supporter to listen into our show. <laughs> Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your class hole. And while you're study, while you are in study hall, uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on the Book of Face, where we again have an events tab, which again leads to shenanigans and cyber shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, August 21st, Screenland, if you're in the Kansas City area, again, they've got you covered indoors. Outdoors, Outdoors. virtual, at home. You know what? You can even pull the trifecta. You can watch a movie outside and at the same time have a movie on your phone watching something virtual for a double feature. Interesting. Yeah. Now you're speaking to our younger crowd. <laughs> they live their life through their phones. Movieception. Speaking of, actually, you can see the 10-year anniversary of Christopher Nolan's Inception. I dig that movie. I dig it a lot. I saw it in the theater. I went to. I went bells and whistles and saw it in the the uh, IMAX I'm, shit. Oh. Fucking, it was grand, grand. That's an experience. Yeah, and it is going to be screening in theater one as it should. Uh, but if you are here uh, listening this on Friday night and are in the Kansas City area, uh, we are going to be screening our latest Friday Night Fright. And this fright is one that is a first timer for me this is a first timer for me as well and it's a, a, a old school italian classic it's truly and i've seen that and the reason i programmed this one specifically was to fill in the uh, my bava gap mm-hmm. uh, this is mario bava's <laughs> bava gap hey don't it's is that much, like fabio fritzi's cattle <laughs> i was gonna say it much more like a dumpster thing from last week which we will now put the lid on that <laughs> never in, to be in nominous refuse <laughs> By the way, I caught that at the very end. That was very <laughs> clever. You're quite good there. But no, Mario Bava's Black Sunday, of which I the intro is one that I know of very well because it does introduce an Iron Maiden-esque uh, mask, which Maiden. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I am going to go in totally blind and I cannot wait. The only thing I know about it, it's Witch Revenge. Yes, yes, which is Perfect. And, 60s Witch Revenge. And this is what I really like and I'm hoping to do with the entirety of the Friday Night Fright series is to explore all realms of horror. I mm-hmm. don't want people Absolutely. to just assume because it's us doing it. That it's going to be all 80s. All 80s. It's going to, we're going 60s. I mean, look what we've done so far. We've done Return of the Living Dead, It, um, we did Scream. Scream. Poltergeist. Do, we're going all over the gambit. We got this horror shit. A little bit of everything. We're the bat. We're gonna be the Baskin Robbins 
of horror. 31 flavors and then some. And then the next Friday Night Fright film is a particular flavor. And we're going into the 70s this time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, Genius. Are they going to laugh at you? They're all going to laugh at you with my dirty pillows. I have not seen this on the big screen. and I Me neither. I'm excited. Cannot wait to see Brian De Palma's. Carrie, just yes. going, just telekinesis madness everywhere. Just the look, yes, and the blood. Oh, I can't wait. And Travolta, it's so it's weird. So weird. It's like, hey, yo, why is that thing floating? Well, <laughs> so many other things that we will, you can experience that weekend indoor, <laughs> indoors. Right now, we are going to be. Uh, there's going to be a Ryan Johnson double feature mm-hmm. featuring Brick. Brick is fucking dope. Brick is slick wonderfully weird little new high school noir film and then knives out that's another one i like ryan johnson's i like ryan johnson's star wars i'm gonna go on that hill and say that i love the last jedi you know what i love even more knives out that was my favorite film horror genre or anything from last year i saw it no less than five times in the theater more to experience the little reveals with Mm -hmm. the audience and just again peripheral viewing one of my favorite films from last year i cannot wait to see it again uh also another 10-year anniversary and we always talk about the 10-year window once you hit 10 years and people are still talking right we're good scott pilgrim versus the world oh shit mount baldy's gonna be there and i need to revisit this because this was an I've seen that for the longest time, and I finally watched it. Because that's you your guys, get off. Uh, that's your it follows. It really is because I felt so old throughout. I just could not stand anyone, and I and I love everyone involved in right. it. Right, I adore I, everyone I, involved. Yeah, I can totally see that because like I'm like it, with it follows. I was like angry at everybody, you know, stupid kids. But yeah, no, I think Scott Pilgrim versus the World is fucking cool. Mount Baldy, on the other hand, fucking loves that movie. He that was a first time watch from like maybe a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Fucking that movie is great." So I need to revisit it. And what's great is you can re I I can revisit it indoors or outdoors because that is one of the outdoor screenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the other indoor screenings that I would like to shout out here is a Paul Verhoeven classic and uh, Genius. Would you like to know more? Mm-hmm. I would like to know more. Knowing to more intensifies. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite film experiences, my first time watching Starship Troopers, I saw it at the Ward Parkway Cinema Uh back in 1997, and by the time Doogie Howser come out- Goose-stepping? Yes, I'm like- In his Third Reich uniform? Paul Verhoeven was playing uh, Connect Four with us, and then he just got us (laughs) diagonally, and I was like, pretty sneaky, Paul. And everybody's like, yay, go go kill them bugs, and like it's like, uh uh-oh. Whoops. Oops. Maybe I would not like to know more. (laughs) And then there's (laughs) bugs like fucking snapping towels and killing people. It's great. Oh, I totally, totally (laughs) forgot about Marshall Bell and that. That was another little moment that we had shared and silently completely, <laughs> but I'm not going to say Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 has ruined Marshall Bell for us throughout his, because he's in a lot of movies, my friend. He shows up in Stand By Me. Right, and then every time, though. I was afraid little Will Wheaton was going to get snapped. Get with the towel. Your, like, bro- your his, brother could take it, Gordy. That, that's his weapon and death of choice now. It was... So we're going way off here. I'm so sorry. That's my apologies, gang. But we don't need to know anymore. No, well, you know, I'm going to blame the COVID on that in the quarantine. No, this is honestly just the level of enthusiasm we have for these films. Yeah, come and experience them in a socially distanced crowd. Safe. Yes, Very safe. Completely Very safe. safe. Especially because now they put like Those UV lightsabers? lightsabers and shit in there to like to like 
force push the germs and shit in the way in the air ducts and like all sorts of shit. So they're they're taking this shit serious. Absolutely. And then our second outdoor film is going to be one that is going to be celebrating a sequel that you're going to be able to also screen indoors. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Excellent. Yeah, it's a classic. And I'm I have you know what I have else? I've not watched one single trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, I have. See, I shh. Shh, I want to know nothing, nothing, okay? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, my friend. Now, virtually, the following Saturday on August 29th, we are also going to have our latest Shutter shout-out, and this oh, and one... we have such sights to show you. ...is all Genius McGee. He initially... You've been clamoring for some creature features. Yeah. So you went on Shutter Again, they've got a great selection, but what See, happened? the problem with Shutter. Here's the problem with Shudder. There's too much good shit. I mean, like, and I see these people like, man, I've seen every fucking thing on Shudder. Good job for you, but there's still more good shit that I need to see, and there's too much out there. Can't see it all, okay? But I want to do creature features. So I looked, I'm like, man, there's so many. What do I choose from? And then I looked at this, and then I looked at that, and I couldn't find what I Like, maybe do I want zombies? Or do I want werewolves? They're, they're coming. I mean, we got the cool thing. But then it hit me. There's fucking... Doug Bradley looking right at me. And then right next to it was Doug Bradley looking at me again. And I'm like, come on, man. He's telling me, like, <laughs> open the box, genius. Open the box. Right? And so, like, I'm like, okay, cool. Tear my soul apart. Let's do this. Let's fucking do this. We'll stream your soul apart. Mm -hmm. There it is. And I can't wait because it's been a while since I've actually watched them. I've never watched them back to back. Me neither. Surprisingly so. I've always wanted to do like one through four because then after that. I would go, I'll go one, one through, through three. three. Yeah. Four is when you start falling asleep and it's okay. Right. But the one of the three, one through three is the long haul. That's the one you really want to watch. Well, you know who directed part three? Hmm. Anthony Wilcox. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Waxworks. Waxworks. Yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. The Marquis de Sade would totally be a Cenobite. Of Yeah. Fucking love it. All love comes, it. All comes back to that. That is all virtual. And staying on the virtual side, uh, we just heard an announcement technically today mm -hmm. that uh, our good friends over at the Panic Film Festival, they've heard your need for some horror Halloween content. Oh, absolutely. Clamoring. Especially since uh, a lot of people are saying Halloween is going to be canceled due to everything that's going on. First of all, Halloween will never, never die. It's always in our hearts in the graves. So even if they try to kill Halloween, fucking you can't, you can't kill the boogeyman, right? So it's coming back. It might have to be different. We, we, we might have to have Halloween 3. Very true. We are we're going to be beaming... A we signal. have to do cyber. We're going to yes. have to do cyber. 2020 is the year of Halloween 3. But... I was wondering about that Colonel Cochran uh, sponsorship they had recently for this. No, they're putting together... The coolest prank is on the health. <laughs> It'll be on the streamers, my friend. It'll be streaming. Uh, there, it's Panic Fest presents Trick or Treat on October 31st. It's the entire weekend, October 31st to September 1st. They're going to be streaming feature films, mm -hmm. shorts, mm -hmm. and special live events. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of these are to be announced at this point because they literally just announced it. They unleashed it. They summoned it. Mm -hmm. They do have such sites to show you. And if you would like to submit your feature, a short, or maybe an idea potentially, head on over to panicfilmfest.com slash tricks. And you will find, excuse me. 
I'm channeling my inner Erica from Atomic Cotton here. Uh, and that's why I love you, Erica. That is a total compliment. I could never belch the way you do. But panicfilmfest.com slash tricks to submit and check out. Again, they will be updating you. Follow them on social media. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, man. I need to, I need things to look forward to yeah, in absolutely. this day and age. Absolutely. Especially if it's spooky. And especially with the pedigree that Panic Fest has, the amount of like work that they put into and the fact that how much they love genre and horror, yes. Yes. that we know that we're going to get something good. Oh, We know we're going to get something good. And having um, attended, in quote marks here, the Chattanooga Film Festival, a virtual festival, can be run pretty smoothly. And I know it can be done. And honestly, I think with the powers that behind it, it is I, I cannot wait, man. Like that's the potentially again, we don't know what we don't know who's involved at this point. But when we do, we'll be plugging it, promoting and all those things, including another reason to look forward to the month of October. Mm-hmm. So if you, uh, you you're if you're cool with going out and you're cool with going to the movie theaters, then you might be cool with going to the drive in. Now, I can't make too many big of announcements yet. However, if you like going to the drive in and seeing spooky things and doing a lot of other wonderful horror Halloween activities. I like that genius. You might want to keep October 17th open because the Kansas City Horror Club has something that you might want to be interested in. We're going to go ahead and go in with, uh, we're going to have the Horror Club drive in again. Excellent. Yes. And I believe we're going to be able to have vendors, all things considered, again. Excellent. And I believe we're going to have two really popular, awesome movies that people are going to love. It's going to be perfect fit in the Halloween season. And having seen some of the options and knowing you all are definitely going to be pleased because yes. honestly, I've enjoyed those so much the last few years. Uh, again, something to look forward to because in the month of October, that's. I'm not going to say that's our month, but that's... But that's our month. It is. That's our month. That's that's when we're the busiest and also doing the best stuff yeah. because we're busy doing things that we love and everybody who goes to those things are doing what they love. Well, it's love. because also the normies then come to play mm-hmm. during that month because this is something... That I love the podcast. It immerses me in horror, you know, 365 days a year. And honestly, before that, uh, it really was only about three years before that, that I, when we started the podcast, that I really started getting back into horror. And I'll be honest, man, my life has gotten better because of it. I have addressed mental health issues because of my relationship with horror. I have met you, my friend, because I would, this whole thing exists. Our relationship with Panic Fest exists yeah. because of horror, because of genre. And if anyone says it's not important, they are just full of you know what. Right? They're 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 misguided. Indeed, indeed. Horror, so horror can do wonderful, wonderful so things. Thank you for everyone at the Kansas City Horror Club. Yes. That's our entire family there. Now, also, if you you're digging the virtual stuff, um, especially on the Shutter Shutout, you can get some exclusive content, including a customized pre-show, introduction trailer reel for each film and dialogue and discussion afterwards by becoming a member of the Screenland film family by heading to patreon.com slash screenland. Mm-hmm. And that's the tip of the tier. Of course, there are many other perks to help support a good local business Absolutely. here in Kansas city. Absolutely. Screenland.com screenlandonline.com, patreon.com slash screenland. Yes, we are waxing their car, but you know what? If we're waxing some cars and we're talking uh, film family and Patreon, Hey, Our latest Patreon pally is someone that I miss seeing in the theater. Yes. We talk about it often with a lot of these folks that have been kind enough to join our little film family here, but a lot of them are localized here in the Kansas City area, 
And a lot of them are folks that always, for me at least, started as uh, just someone that I kept seeing at the movies I was showing up to, which mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's probably speaking our language. And then they keep showing up, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know them. Yeah. And they're, again, even outside of this film family, they're still part of the film family. Yeah. And w- with this guy, I've seen so many weird movies with him, you know? I've seen so many crazy, batshit, bizarre movies w- with this guy, with Joel. Joel Mack, you are fucking rad. This, yeah, <laughs> he's 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 another horror visa. He's everywhere you want to be because he's been to nerd. He's been to uh, dismembers, yep. and film clubs, and like hosting random thing. He loves him some movies, and he has he has pretty he has pretty good taste. I gotta tell him that. Well, you mentioned like you know the film club experience, which that in itself you saw weird films. Um, I remember one of my favorite experiences was seeing the lure. Mm-hmm. as film club and then seeing people walk out of the lure <laughs> for film club and i you know what i don't know if you were there joel if you weren't there physically you were there spiritually and you know quite honestly my friend you're still here spiritually with us when we are there mm-hmm. and i'll be honest i i'm i miss a full theater i love a socially distanced packed theater it's wonderful something's and, better than nothing oh of course and you know what i'm gonna love it until we can bring right back because that feeling that goes throughout a, a movie when fun things happen, I'm not going to joke. Um, one of the effects is, uh, you know, a lot of local businesses are closing. Mm-hmm. And you know, sadly, something hit us really hard and personally here in Kansas City in Screenland. Sadly, yeah. Ta- Tapcade yeah. is, is closing. Yeah, we're not going to be coming to you live from Tapcade anymore. And I don't want to take this on a downturn, but, right, but you know, but Joel was there, you know, with Nerdoweens with us. Uh, they were a lot of people, uh, you know, came through that place, through the bar, the arcade, the theater. It affected Sam, Jenny, Christina, you know, so many people, good people came through there. And it was it was a special place for I know for us. Yeah. And so this especially this like shutter shout out goes to the fact that we we miss going to these places with these people. Yes. Even though we're just a people hanging out who love the same stuff you still form relationships and bonds and like now more than ever you miss going to these movie theaters and seeing those familiar faces familiar faces That's, and all that it's part of the experience and it's part of why we love being out there yeah so and joel for those reasons yes. alone you are extra fucking rad amazingly rad and if you would like us to wax your car a little and of course plug or promote anything you would like you can join our little film family at patreon.com slash nightmare Junkhead. Mm-hmm. Whew. Okay, put the chamois away. Right. <laughs> put the hose back. Turn that, off the water. That part is over with. Now, throughout the year, the month of August, Genius, we have been focusing on educate educational horror films, potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How-tos. The proper way of stabbing. Yes, you, you would like to give them a slash to the left and a slash to the right. Remember to up the blade for maximum viscosity of the blood spatter. And make sure you attend Leatherface's... Um, Extend the arm, Stephanie. Release the middle finger. <laughs> a welcome rewatch of Naked Gun, by the way. I, I'm not, I got to throw the reference there because that's going to be very random and not everyone gets to see you <laughs> do the pantomime there, genius. Remember, this is audio. <laughs> you got to really enhance them on the theater of the mind. <laughs> but we started with class of 1999, so mm-hmm. we went. We started in high school, even though it's a more dystopian, apocalyptic high school. Right. We then went and advanced into higher education with mm-hmm. Splatter University. <laughs> but now we've come back. Yes. We've uh, been sent back 
we to need, school. We need to redo. We so we were going to college prep. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Actually, we've got we've got we're ambitious genius. We're looking at Harvard. Mm-hmm. We, we're putting together our application for oh, yeah. it. But before we actually enroll into school spirit, let's talk about where it comes from, and that is the Into the Dark series, uh, put out by Hulu, but. Brought to you by Bloomhouse. Yes. And I am a big fan of Bloomhouse. I mean, I will be honest. There's a lot of companies. There's a lot of companies now where they put something out and you know there's going to be a certain aesthetic or you're going to, there's certain themes that follow through. You know an A24 movie. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You know a SpectraVision movie, right? Okay. Okay. But even at that time, you know Platinum Dunes movie, but you know a Bloomhouse movie. And they came, they came from like, like the ghost house days with Sam Raimi and whatnot. Yeah. But you know that whenever you're going to see something Bloomhouse, you know you're going to get something scary. And you know you're going to get something that's not like a Hollywood giant blockbuster, but you're going to get something decent. And it's a love of the genre. And I love that, that, that they specifically go for horror. Yes. Well, and But Bloomhouse, what they're doing with the TV, because they also did The Purge mm-hmm. and they did all this other stuff. I'm a big fan of Bloomhouse TV and their little production arm. And they did this for the series of Into the Dark, where if you don't know about it, uh, it's twelve. It was twelve different movies, each one themed around a holiday or something to do with that month. So in December they had a Christmas one. In um, July they had like Americana one. Um, they had a Thanksgiving themed one about a killer pilgrim. And at, at the, for and so this goes goes along the lines like certainly, that. as you would imagine it would. It makes but sense. I, but what I liked about what they were doing is they focused on hiring like the writers and directors. They made sure that like all of them were either women or people of color, and to give them like another shot at, or, a, or a first shot mm-hmm. at like making a movie or doing something big. And the fact that like friend of the show, uh, Gigi Chalguerero, made her feature film debut with a Bloomhouse movie like that. That's huge. That's wonderful. And so the fact that they're giving these people chances uh, to express something on a, on a national scale yes. where their movie, like, if they raised the funds themselves and they made a movie, it would be great. But we've seen, how many times have we seen that a movie is absolutely amazing and wonderful, but nobody fucking sees it? it and at least here on Hulu, they have a chance at a national wider audience. <clears throat> and with stories to tell and visions to say and i really appreciated that and so when we were looking for school-based horror mm-hmm. this and was, was and like, this oh, was this is and i've never seen it you know yep. because again one of those there's too much out there yes <clears throat> i was like this is perfect because i like to support bloomhouse stuff mm. because i know that i'm gonna i might not uh, like i'm not gonna say bloomhouse will always makes fucking gold you know but at the same time i know what i'm getting into with the bloomhouse movie well you made a comment off mic that i thought was Perfect in terms of how analogous um, Bloomhouse is, especially with some of their output, especially with Into the Dark. Yeah. And if you go back to one of our earliest episodes, I'm talking within the first five, I think, mm-hmm. we did an episode on Mulberry Street. Which I fucking love. And the thing about, okay, going, but Mulberry Street came from um, After Dark Film Festival. And if you don't know what After Dark Film Festival, it was, I think it was a subsidiary of Dark Sky Films. And they were kind of like all genre stuff, but they would go out and theatrically on in mass in different cities show eight films. They're called eight films to die for. And they did it for like about three or four years. And every fucking year I went and I bought the full fest uh-huh. quote unquote pass. And so that for it was like 60 bucks now, and you got tickets to all the movies and unlimited popcorn. Where were they screening them at? Okay. So when I saw them, they were at the Phoenix, it was still Phoenix theaters before it became, um, 
Legends AMC. It was its own thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So again, we're getting very regional very here, folks. Regional, Sorry. Very regional. And they were kind of like a not an independent movie theater, but they're like a bigger, bigger independent, More, like sure. a chain. Yeah. 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 And so, and um, that makes sense because I don't, I, I would have been shocked to actually see something like that play at a larger chain because it does seem like something that's a little bit more underground, right? And has a cooler feel to it. How, how populated were they? Sparse, really, it's very, very sparse. So you Even and a handful when, of people had those collective awesome little memories. Yeah, and there's been some great movies that came out of them. Mulberry Street, um, Zombies of Mass Destruction, Lake Mungo came out of that. The Abandoned came out of that. Eden Lake came out of that. There's a lot of great movies that came out of those film festivals, and it, but it only lasted three or four years. But the thing about that film festival, compared to like festivals now with like the bigger on scale, like Panic Fest ones, but since that was only eight, then you only had a certain eight to judge. But it seemed consistently every year that it would break down where every year they would have out of the eight, two movies that were fucking fantastic. Absolutely amazing that if they got bigger numbers, they would be classics, cult classics. Gotcha. Mulberry Street included. And Mulberry Street's still effective to this day. Oh, I love Mulberry Street. Fucking love it. So two are great. Two, this is the podcast of positivity, so take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, but two, two of the movies were absolute rubbish. Okay. I mean, just like... Hard to get through. Just slogs or very cheaply, poorly made or just something, just awful. And then the other four out of the eight were kind of like, yeah... They're pretty good, you know. Nothing right, nothing great, but nothing bad. You it know, wasn't time wasted, ones. right? It wasn't time wasted, but it wasn't like, oh man, those movies were fucking awesome. But it wasn't like fuck those movies. So they were mid ground movies, and that's kind of what I see with Into the Dark. And then like, there's twelve of them, and so far from what I've seen, because I, I haven't seen them all, because again, uh, right, right, that there's like a couple of really good ones and a couple of like ones that are like. Ugh, Okay, mm-hmm. but then there's some of the ones that are like, you know, those, those that wasn't bad. Is it the it's, after dark equation? I guess so. I'm thinking it is because I ha- I, I can't go until I've seen all of them. Right, right. But I saw like like I did with After Dark. But if you're showing your work and you know you're 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 going yourself after a model. If I'm Pepe Silva, yes. It, then like if I'm drawing like the whole like memento board and shit, then like yeah, absolutely. I would need to see all of them. But for my hypothesis. Uh, hypothenuse is a buzz of right now because I am the major model of a modern major general. Um, it's it's the almost the equivalent of the after dark algorithm. That's totally cool. Totally cool. It makes sense. Um, now I should note that I, unlike you, I have only seen two of these. Uh, I've seen School Spirit, which we're going to talk about eventually, but I've also seen uh, Gigi's uh, Culture Shock, which I legitimately loved. And Culture listen, Shock was fantastic. Listen, that's, that's I know two. I'm biased. I'm biased because I'm a fan of her work because. I'm just a fan of Gigi. She's legit a good person. And I love to see, you know, our not our friends, but people that we admire succeed. It's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Absolutely. We're always rooting for. Especially ones that we've seen them start. Yes, that to know and so how genuine they the, are. And go along with the yes. journey in some aspect with them. Just watching the ride, watching yeah. the ride. But I legitimately loved it because it was very relevant. Absolutely. And also, she got to work with Barbara Crampton. Absolutely. How Absolutely. freaking cool. Absolutely. And not only that, all... One, I like seeing, like working, seeing friends mm-hmm. succeed and people we know succeed. Um, but I also like to champion Latino horror. And that's something especially very relevant and that you don't see a lot of nowadays. I think that's very underrepresented. Unless you go to movies with that from Latin America. 
but Latino American horror is very scarce and sparse. And so seeing that, I thoroughly respected and enjoyed. In fact, it like like it does draw some horrors that people are facing right now. It's from a legit yeah. horror point of view. And the fact that it's done well. Yes. Yes. The fact that it's a good movie. Even if you take all the Political undertones, and even, and I'm gonna say racial bias because I'm biased because it's about race, Certainly. right? <laughs> if you take all the racial bias out of it, it's still a good fucking movie. It would play right along with Get Out. Yeah, abs, absolutely, 100% a great double feature. It would be a lot of fun, and I had fun with it, and that's the thing. I legitimately loved the film, and take away all of that stuff. It's a good movie is right. always going to be a good movie. So I legitimately, and also I know she really, she had talked about that she really felt empowered because she was directing in English and Spanish, mm-hmm. and that really meant a lot to her and then the crew. So again, that's just... I would just love to see that. Okay, Barbara, go over there and do that, but hey, Nacho, cut it out! Pinche Nacho, you know, and just, oh, but he's my baby, you know? I I would love to see the behind the scenes because I fucking love Gigi. She's yeah. wonderful. She's, again, we legitimately, we root for our friends. Yeah. We root for everyone. Let's face it. I mean, if you're putting something out there, we're rooting for you. Uh, if if it's something I don't like, I, I'll still root for you yeah. regardless. That's just one of those things. And Midsommar had some beautiful shots. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I was rooting. I was in the school spirit to enjoy school spirit. And you know what? I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it as well. And it was the... Good level enjoyment. It's the pause. Like, I enjoyed this movie. Pause. But. Well, I I should say this. I went in completely blind. And Mm -hmm. when we were putting together our list for the month of August, I was actually kind of, I liked the, not the diversity level, but it's kind of, it's all over the place. And I had no idea. I thought initially you were talking about the 1985 film school spirit like kind of a sleazy ghost on a college campus boner jam yeah well if we were going to do a ghost on a college campus boner jam i would have wouldn't go with the go-go girls or okay. the gorgor girls that's fair that's fair but then you're like no 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 it's into the dark it's like oh okay and you're like it's a school high school slash and i was like oh okay i'm i'm, I'm intrigued i'm yeah. intrigued so i went in blind and i picked this blind Honestly, I mean, the only thing because I saw the trailer because I was watching, I was actually watching an Into the Dark movie. Okay. Oh, did it was like end up next and like coming up next and like boom, boom, boom had a 30 second and it just had like a school like intercom and then blood and then a little bit and like a picture of the slasher and it said school spirit coming on Hulu. And I was like, well, that looks cool. And then it just when we were talking about it, just sparked my curiosity. I'm like, I, I, there's this one on Hulu that I'd never seen that I want to see. A great excuse to see a movie that I haven't seen yet. And I'm all about seeing new films. Me too. And especially that knowing that I am supporting the Bloomhouse right. model. Because I it, want them to do more stuff because like, all in all, I like Bloomhouse's shit. Very much so, very much so. And it's almost like, to me, it's uh, like a farm system with like uh, the baseball scene where you've got the little minor leagues where, you know, everyone's working on their game. And here you allow them to work on a little bit of a budget for Mm -hmm. the most part. But nothing crazy. No, no, of course not. You need to know restraint. You need to figure out how to, you know, stretch the dollar. Mm -hmm. And they say that's when, you know, stuff goes wrong. That's when the stuff really happens. And, you know, um, what is it? Hardship is the mother of necessity. Create, uh, um... Necessity is the uh, mother of creativity. There we go. (laughs) And it's first and foremost for me, it starts with the cast because we're in a high school film. So we're going to be set with some high schoolers. And listen, I've already, it's already established. I'm an old man. If Scott Pilgrim 
made me go get off my yard, you video game bomb bomb sec bombs kids. Right. Imagine now me in a high school with high school kids and their underdeveloped brains and their raging hormones. You would be the crusty teen or the crusty uh, the crusty teacher. Quite you would possibly. Be like, you would be like, what are you kids? On dope. You would be that guy. Jesus Christ, I'd become Mr. Hand. <laughs> Hello, aloha, Mr. Hand. I'm gonna have our time. Like you really care about the kids, but at the same time, you goddamn children, you know? Oh, well, you know, thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm very happy to say because uh, let's face it, this film is so much in the vein of a John Hughes to the point where yeah. it's not a blatant ripoff of The Breakfast Club, but it's... It's 100%. It's a breakfast club with a slasher. It's a serial killer. Ah, Okay, I'm not going to say <laughs> that we that we actually started recording this episode because genius came up with that little thing <laughs> but we may no it, it is precisely that to the point where i started writing down that oh erica's definitely claire uh vic oh he's bender and i just started putting everyone together no, like it's that 100 percent. if it's 100 they the i think the the idea spark was like dude what if like one of the killer, one of the Breakfast Club was actually like a maniac, and they start picking off the kids. You know, like, oh fucking yeah, man! And quite honestly, if you told me, if you pitched me that, I would be fucking down with it. And in fairness, I'm down with this movie. And within the first ten minutes, I'm like, that's what is established. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm into this. This is cool. Okay, what's uh, Erica's secret? Why is uh, the good girl here in uh, detention? And they build this world of detention. Now, genius in the intro. I said I didn't ever. I, I I don't. I never got a detention. You on the other hand, because I, I made sure to put that the royal we into there because I wanted to see your reaction. And boy, am I glad I got it. So please, let's uh, let's go. Let's go back to uh, detention era, Genius McGee. Dude, I've always been a smartass. I've no. always been a smartass. No. Whenever I'm like, dude, you're wrong, and let me tell you why. I've always been that way. And so, like, teachers didn't like it. Faculty didn't like it. And I've always also been, whatever, I do what I want. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I'm not saying that I was smart, but I was able to talk my way out of a lot of shit. But I also, as talking my way out of it, I actually also dug my way deeper into shit. Your charisma takes you to weird places, my friend. Yes, it does. In the educational uh, you know, world or out and about. I was familiar with the Saturday suspension. I was familiar with the insul suspension. Um, and the, then The ISS? Yes. Did you ever get the OSS? No, I did not. Because I always talk my way out of the OSS down to an ISS. Because... I never did anything terrible. I've always I I'm honorary. I'm not evil. Are you are, okay on the the D and D spectrum? Then are you like the I'm chaotic neutral. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You're you're the fun guy to have at the party. I'm chaotic neutral. I'm the one where like fucking yeah, you know. So especially especially high school, especially middle school. Jay, middle school. Jay was off the chain. Middle school genius. Middle school genius was nuts. I was gonna say that's what the little Jay, isn't it? That that's that's bloop. whenever like the devil comes on my shoulder. That's middle school Jay. That's that's I don't know I don't know what happened to him. I I don't know <laughs> I don't know where he came from. But <laughs> I'm glad like I don't listen to him anymore. You know, and that's well, just as it. much. I think well, occasionally you that that still is channeled occasionally you ever just, see that little spark in my eye when i'm like eh? and something like uh oh yeah that's him yeah it came at night i believe yeah, yeah. 
that's that's a, that's a, that's angry. That's the, okay. That's fair. Do you want do you want little happy genius or angry genius? Happy actually, genius, happy genius. Little genius actually. It'll be hanging that's with the different. With tiny e. Wow. Okay. That's fair. Back to school spirit. <laughs> Annie, <laughs> uh, Annie Q is Erica. She did great. It. Yeah. You know what? I like these. We're let's talk, before we talk about like the cast individually. We were talking about like the kids make or break. The kids will make or break a movie. Mm-hmm. Either they have to be goofy enough, or they lean into their goofiness, a la Puppet Killer, yeah. or a la something like that, to make it camp. Or they lean into the seriousness and then becomes too melodramatic. But these kids felt real to me. I mean, these kids felt like. Not, I'm not saying that I can 100% relate to him like I could with the kids in Superbad, sure. but like, <laughs> but like, I at the same time, yeah, no, they're just they just seemed like regular kids and they didn't seem like 30 year olds trying to be kids. They they definitely looked more and they skewed younger, more so than the Hughes films, which right. famously put 20 year olds as high school students, and it was a little obvious, right? Now, it was never Grease level esque, but no, it was very refreshing, and from the get go. They eliminated the thing that is the crux for a lot of horror films, the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put Which, them all in the bucket. And, it's like, and it made sense for the narrative as well, setting it in there. Um, I, it's just, again, you set it kind of like a bottle level or a bottle-esque movie. It's very minimal. Mm-hmm. We have one setting. We're at the school for the entirety of the day. It is all built during around. The during the day, yes, daytime horror. And it's all built around this urban legend in the school that's all about this evil spirit that haunts the halls and gets sp- a diddle ghost is from what it's from the apparently it's a diddle ghost why but, is it a diddle ghost <laughs> why is it a diddle ghost yeah you didn't hear the original legend when he was told by vic he goes yeah it's this teacher that she got frozen and she goes down and she gets boys and diddles them to death or something like that and because it's not a diddle ghost she doesn't diddle them oh, they don't say right. diddle ghost, she kills them that's right and then he's like so like and he goes no man it's a diddle there's even they mention it like He's probably getting sucked off right That's now. Right. Fucking loving, loving it. it. Maybe it's because God help me, you've numbed me to the to the term and phrase diddle. Like you've diddled enough of my brain that I'm just like, huh? What? I'm sorry. I'm, we don't. What? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're totally so right. You're totally right. D- the legend is the diddle ghost. That's frightening. Yeah. Well, although, uh, but it starts off. It you can kind of see because it starts off in a shower. It starts off with shenanigans. Shower, shower shenanigans. Shenanigans. A la, starting off a la Carrie will actually mm-hmm. here in a few weeks, but without any of the. You do you remember how Carrie opens? Oh yeah, I mean it's plug it up, plug it. That's hardcore shit. Oh that We're and also bullying. the the full frontal like just, just unapologetic, sh- right? Creepy De Palma as well, man. This is seventies De Palma. Well, yeah, it's here the 70s. though we get could have been a Revenge of the Nerds esque like scam with the camera up there, which is also hugely problematic. Mm-hmm. So of course punish exactly. But this movie could have taken so many different ways, though, even by opening. It could have been like a boner jam type, like goofy movie, like, oh, do 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 do, everybody's, or it could have been extra meta, or it could have been like extremely serious. But they played it serious, but not campy. It it straddles a pretty fine line, and I'm yeah. not going to say it's realistic. No, it's but, more heightened reality, but there's a little reality the, to it. Yeah, it feels more real than say like I know what you did last summer. Absolutely, but it still feels in that vein of '90s teen slashers, but set in a high school with like somewhat modern sensibilities. It, it was an interesting movie. It really did 
walk that line between like goofiness and realism. Do you think it's more of an homage then of all those things? It put has together? to be an homage because it's too much like Breakfast Club with a slasher. And I'm not saying that that's that's bad. I enjoyed it, but it just it has to be like a love letter. Because I mean, they hit some of the absolute same beats. In Breakfast Club. Exactly. I mean, to to the point where, again, in my notes, I'm like, this is not an homage. This is, uh, no. someone should get a lawyer on the phone here. I mean, it's, but it's set in a different world, obviously. And mm-hmm. again, I enjoyed it. I had fun with Me it. Me too. And even the reactions of everyone involved, some of them were fairly realistic to the point yeah. when they open up that, that like Hellraiser hallway and immediately like, this is what, you know, bad, scary movie. Let's get the F out of here. Right. And they do. Yeah. And, and they're smart about it. But first of all, uh-oh. anytime you break into a school or a school at night or alone, scary. it's scary shit. Yeah. We've established this as this whole fucking month. Yeah. But then why would you intentionally try and go into break into a school for shenanigans now? I we boredom. I guess. Potentially it could be a small town. Especially with the especially when you already know that there's a diddle ghost going around. Then you're just I'm not going to say you're taunting a diddle ghost. Why would you taunt a diddle ghost? I would be walking just a straight line down the hall. I would have my hair. I would not have sideburns or a and mullet. And it's not even a fun diddle ghost like in Ghostbusters. It's like a deathly diddle ghost like in It Follows. So, like, no. I mean, but no. Anyway, back to the. Let's go back to. Uh, Annie, what is her name? Annie Q? Uh, yes, Annie Q. She did great. And she is actually pretty well known from the TV series The Leftovers. No clue. Neither did I, but I I knew she had a name. And like I said, I thought she was great in the film, really established. And what are, you know, listen, I want to spoil it because I want to talk about the ending of the film because it, we'll get to the ending, we'll I guess, to eventually. Ending uh, uh, about her, though, I didn't find her annoying. She could have no, e- no. easily went into goody goody, too goody for her own shoes. Like annoying. She, she had she what she had what I thought was a journey <laughs> came crashing at the very end, but it still it established her as someone that's real. And the fact that she kept her dark secret for the whole time, and I'm like thinking like it's got to be fucking something terrible, you know? I'm not gonna spoil it, but at the same time, I'm like uh, that fits your character though very very well, you know? I mean, it's not, it's it's not the Batman that I wanted. It's the Batman yeah. I deserve. She's playing three-dimensional chess she did but in in a very weird way and she did very well like i said because that kind of character can easily be annoying and in, in any other movie or in a slasher movie she would be the annoying smart like nerdling but she did great as someone a smart survival or survival girl well it makes sense i mean when you're applying to harvard genius it's you have to be multifaceted yeah. yes she 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 played her hand very well especially like with all the shit that she was giving into especially because in everything she was just like the whole mo- her motif was like, stop telling me what to do and leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. I'm I can handle myself, and nobody would let her. And they thought because like, oh, she's smart, or like, oh, but you're a simple little girl, blah 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 blah, that she couldn't handle herself. From her boy, from her boyfriend, from her boyfriend to um, her, her other new paramour mm-hmm. to like even the fucking teachers, mm-hmm. they respect her because she was smart, but that's about it. Well, the, I, there was an understanding. There's there's a line that when you cross it, doesn't matter how how established you are, how bona fide you are, mm-hmm. you cross that line, you pay the consequence. Exactly. And even the vice principal in this film, I was just waiting for him to flash the horns uh-huh. at that point. Um, but you can never uh, mess with. Uh, oh my God, uh, Gleason. Oh, something Gleason. I'm. This is going to bother me. Internet, find out what his name is. Right. But Paul Gleason is his name. There we go. Yes, rest in peace, there, good friend. Uh, but yeah, I thought the vice principal was actually 
kind of nuanced because I I kind of felt bad for him there. Me too, because he obviously didn't want to be there. And first <laughs> of all, I don't even blame him for getting up in that uh, other guy's face because that other guy was crossing some lines and talking shit. Well, you 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 need that Bender character, the, the bad boy. Yeah, and uh, that was the 2019 version of Eat My Shorts, I believe. Something like that. It's but it's he's very much the bad boy character. He's He's the he's the street tough genius. Mm-hmm. He is the street tough. Back in the eighties, he would have had a mullet. Now he's just he's just he's a he's a kid. Yeah, and that's also what I liked. Well, I'll, I shouldn't say they got away with it all the way because uh, one of the moan, boyf- yes, her, her boyfriend. boyfriend is only he's only played portrayed as a basketball player. Yeah, it's just, just so a, weird. Just a random, just random boyfriend. Yeah, but, I don't know. Uh, but he. He wasn't more than a one note, but here's the thing: with that character, he didn't need to be more than a one note. Well, I mean, at least he wasn't like a Chad, well, or the, like you know, yeah. with the pop collar and being. A, although he was for a little bit. Well, that whole, yeah, the, whole the, uh, the the sex mimicking thing and the chemistry. First of all, who the fucking me. yeah, the who fucking. Okay, now first of all, we can have issues with him trying to like not necessarily blackmail for sex, but or whatever. Right. But at the same time, who the fuck does push-ups? Calisthenics before you work. right before coitus, you know, like a pre-coital workout. Was, like it's uh, maybe what when the you're fuck not, was that? I, I never, I never got to experience because I, I need all the energy I can get. Honestly, I can't. Exp- I don't. I don't have a single like. Nothing to spare, right? I got a harness. Like, oh man, you want to get it? Give me, give me about two hours. Let me get a gather my chi and fucking do this. <laughs> I'm glad that we're discussing chi, but sadly, in the context that we're discussing it, man, of course it goes that way. Of course it does. Good lord. Anywho, I, I don't understand who does calisthenics, but maybe I'm wrong. But also, it but was it was kind of a funny scene technically, with him like you know getting ready for sexual positions, and that was almost the signal is you're going to die. Well, this that, was a solid 100 trope with the slashers like. You sin, you die. Very simple, very simple. And he existed to die. Well, and I will say, his death, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Probably the most creative kill of yeah. the movie. Yeah, absolutely. For the most part. And the kills themselves were pretty sparse. Uh, a lot of the carnage does exist off screen, which... all Well, all but one of the carnage. Two. A lot of it, largely. And yeah. I would assume probably product. I just probably just money budget because yeah, it wasn't with like ratings but at the same time yeah it had to have been budget but they did well with the because they showed the aftermath nicely yeah. um and i kind of thought it was kind of creative i i really did even though it d- wasn't off screen i really did like the fact that one kill where he kills somebody with the paper cutter which that... it needs you if you are in a school somebody needs to die with a paper cutter right and then you just see slowly the head you hear slop 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 design the sound design and the head slowly and then one last plop but first he grabs the bucket yep to put it right there that was a that was the standout one thank you because that one immediately reminded me of hello mary lou prom night 2 because they introduce and tease a kill similar to that but then they just throw her out the window and that was the payoff ultimately mm-hmm. and that, that's another one i think would pair interestingly with this film is hello mary lou prom night 2 specifically because of that kill Another good kill that I like, uh, that it made me actually go, oh shit, because I wasn't ready for it, was the on-screen kill that you get with spoilers, with who you think might survive to the end. Yes. I was not expecting that. When he comes out of nowhere and just, shtick, I was like, holy shit, right? Because you're still guessing at that point who is is legit, is the killer. And I never had a Buck Flowers moment. 
Good. So you were so you were not taken out at all. No, that is good. I I was long for the ride well, this whole entire movie. Well, as you mentioned, these is is you know silly and stupid as the teens can be. They were well intentioned. They weren't making the decisions as they were, and it follows. So mm-hmm. I totally under I follow that. But it was also a grounded movie because it's going to sound stupid. But one thing that I liked about it was like when the kids started getting high, they didn't over goofify it. You know, it wasn't like all of a sudden gets flown. They start hit, hearing hippie music and shit. That would have took me extremely out of it. And even if they, even they, even though when they were stoned, they still acknowledged it and they like they still acted somewhat normal. They right. weren't like <laughs> and being all stupid, like you see. And sometimes that takes me out of it because I mean, especially if a movie is like, and I know it's suspension disbelief because we're talking about a slasher like, fucking, you know. But at the same time. If you're going to have that tone that they had throughout where, like, this is somewhat serious, this is, like, it's, we're playing, we're going for genuinely, we're playing the straight. Right. Then you don't want something that goofy in it. Well, and it isn't the, in that moment in the Breakfast Club after they smoke, that's when they start doing the dance sequence. That's where, like, um, um, oh, geez, Louise, uh, Emilio Estevez's character, he screams and, like, shatters the glass. Yeah. So, like, what if that happened? That would have taken you out of it, would it not? Absolutely. So, it's so weird that, again, barring liberally from each other, but creating a separate tone mm-hmm. that, for the most part, really establishes itself and works throughout the entirety of the film. Because this movie was not funny. At least with Breakfast Club, it's, there was, like, peppered. Of course. But this one, it had some moments of levity. It was a light heart. It wasn't it, so serious where you're like, oh, man, this is fucking heredity, the high school years. And it's not a horror comedy. No. It's it's like just a basic pseudo serious slasher, mm-hmm. and you don't see that a lot nowadays. And but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. Now, can we get to the end? Because can we talk the reveal? Yeah, let's talk the reveal. Okay, spoiling a film a couple years old. So if you haven't watched it up to this point, we've been pretty vague for the most part. We're gonna spoil it here in three, two, one. I I have mentioned it before when I watch movies, and I don't care if it's a who done it or why done it. I'm never that person that's actively trying to figure out who's involved or who is the killer. I would rather just go along on the ride. So it's, I'm always like, oh, hey, who is it? Cool. I was satisfied with the reveal. What about yourself? Honestly, people think like that I am, but it's not that I am at the point looking for the clues. I'm also like part of me going along for the ride is trying to solve the mystery myself. You're at, okay. okay. You know, we're like, okay, this clue and see if my deductions come up with him. You know, uh, the actual answer. Because I, I like doing that. It's like solving a puzzle, like seeing if you're right. And it keeps you engaged. Right. So I'm never like really, I'm not trying to go out looking for, even though I theor- theoretically am. My mind's always going to put try and put two and two together because that's just how I work. Like, hmm, okay, cool. So like when it's like, buck flowers, it takes me out. That's why I get taken out with that when, so when it's a sealer reveal or mm-hmm. something like that. But I was engaged. Mm-hmm. I was like... I wonder who, because there was enough red herrings to the, but it wasn't overly done, and it wasn't, it was sparse enough. From like, this person's not there at the same time, but then again, so is that person. So logistically, it makes sense. And we've been watching a couple of Jallo films lately, so where our films are automatically attuned to that kind of vision and thinking. Right. No, when the reveal happened, I was satisfied with it because the reveal itself was very creepy. Yeah. Where you have this underground classroom that almost looks like it existed as like a, out of the 1950s, as like a bomb shelter or something. Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. It looked like my ISS room. Oh, oh really? Yes, it did. Did you get triggered? Because ISS room was fucking under a stairwell. 
Oh, that's frightening. Yeah. And then did they put the really bad kids under the stairwell? Something like that. The kids under the stairs. <laughs> Who shot Thomas Jefferson? And bam. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Yeah, you, you can bow yourself after that one there, genius. <laughs> no, I, I legit loved how it was laid out, how he had all of his victims set up in the classroom, basically creating his own little diorama, a la hereditary, potentially. Yeah. Um, but also setting the stage. With his mom as the teacher. Yes. The, the, one, the, the supposed diddle ghost. Yes, the one that set the whole, you know, urban legend from, you know, to the, the origin of it. But also then he, also uh, Erica is just such a clever girl that, like you said, such a good survivor that she coaxes the survival and she finds out, okay, he's, you know, got a mad crush on her. He's very upset that she found out that she cheated. Mm -hmm. And smartly so by using his delusions of her. Yes. And his adherence to school spirit. uh And his like, because again, she like, again, she had the running theme of stop telling me what to do. And you really don't know me. Yeah. I mean, those were her like two mantras. And again, that's what his downfall was because she, she had he had this perfect vision of her, and she really fucking she's, wasn't. She's a human being. Yeah, she she wasn't like we this on imperfect. this pedestal. Yeah, and he and the fact that she's all school spirit, and he goes, "But you're supposed to be just just like me, all about it." And he goes, "She's like fuck you, dude." Well, even better, I the part that really did make me laugh though was, of course, she is. Such a good, you know, she's just so meticulous. She knows exactly how many. Yeah, people. and then how it just that made me laugh so goddamn hard. It's it was funny, so funny. But it did. It made me laugh too. But at the same time, because you know, sometimes jokes will pop into my head, and I, I can't help it, right? Right. So I'm watching, and she goes, "Oh yeah," and I slept with twenty seven. We've had sex twenty seven times, and then he's like, "Oh," and then she goes, "And I sucked a whole bunch of dicks too, right?" And then immediately, I'm like, "In, in a, a row." row? So, like, <laughs> Not saying my mind went there, but it did just then. No, made me laugh, though. And also, <laughs> what I really love is the ending of this film and the outcome. And we talked about Erica's journey. Mm-hmm. Technically, you want to see growth in your in your protagonist. And she survives because of her cunning and her cutthroat attitude. And as someone that's going to get into Harvard, you have to make the best out of every scenario. And, oh, does she ever. Oh, yeah. She, she, her, her, she not only grew. Well, she grew her strengths that she already had yeah it wasn't like she went on this like abracadabra change the only thing now is now she knows how what it's like to get high and get a little bit drunk in school she's gonna got that great personal essay as right? she states and just the way she plays to the camera it's just so clever and i, I that really that made me smile at the end i was like ah i and like that continuously putting up this fake facade to get ahead of what everybody expects buying into everybody's expectations of her meanwhile she can get away scot fucking free doing not necessarily heinous shit but shit that needs to get done you know like when she's in the back of the end she goes yeah i don't know what happened you know they they should try to kill her we're, we're gonna eventually be appraising president erica down the line my friend mm-hmm. absolutely i'll take four years of that Me too. Uh, final thoughts here on school spirit genius i literally it wasn't the best slasher i've ever seen it wasn't like it wasn't nearly the worst slasher I've ever seen. It was a very serviceable slasher, but I don't think this movie was made for our age demographic. That's fair. That's fair because I enjoyed it as well. I wasn't engaged with it throughout. Like I said, the ending is what really brought it in and sold it, but you made it work for me. But throughout the time, I was like, oh, you know. I had a good time with. The, I enjoyed the ride. 
I wouldn't say it was waste time. No, wasted. no, this was not time wasted. All. Absolutely in fact, not. Stay true to the series on Patreon. I'm truthful that I can, you know, I'm thankful I can truthfully say I've seen that with this one. No, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Now, that being said, we're still figuring out what we're closing the month, the month of August with. Uh, we went uh, to a little horror comedy. We're staying maybe in the horror comedy. You know what? At this point, we don't know. But we know we're going to try to stay in the... Uh, well, we didn't even talk about the... Uh, did we say that this would make great with uh, the oh, loved ones? Oh, the loved ones. ones. That's right, because the dance scene at the very end, yes. Yeah. I mean, we went... And if we're talking spoilers, there's a couple other things, because I didn't want to spoil it into the thing. But it fucking made me jump when um, she goes to pull the... The friend goes to pull the fire alarm, and she just turns around. Stick! Because that's the on-screen kill. And I'm like, holy shit, well done, right? Yeah. It was just... Because I, I wasn't expecting to see it, and I, I really wasn't expecting her to die. Because you know, you thought that like maybe one she would survive, or I was even thinking maybe they might pull the switcheroo and Eric could, could be a killer. That's you know, because I was thinking like, okay, this can take a lot of different ways. I was extremely satisfied with how it goes, but the dancing was extremely creepy. Oh, it, it's very unsettling. And when it immediately started happening, my mind went to Lola. I know. I was waiting for. Hey, Lola. Am I not pretty enough? But yet we get shy. And all my life, I pray for someone like you. And then I started thinking about Ingrid Goes West, right? And then I started thinking about um, The Guest. Yep. It, 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 <laughs> the slow jams back in the day, they worked for a reason, and they're good for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they're great as weird contrast to the horrific stuff that's going on screen. Because I was not expecting Shy, of no. all songs, to no. play during this, like, bloody high school dance but maybe yeah. that was their little reach out to you genius i would have i would have loved it if they would have said am i not pretty enough if that little song would have came on then their winking would have gone and then just like caved in their face i think <laughs> at that point between the breakfast club and everything else that happened no i ultimately i'm I, this was not time wasted mm-hmm. i'm very happy to have seen it especially it's a new film and that's my whole credo i want to experience new films and honestly you could do a lot worse by absolutely supporting you could do a lot worse you know, a great system like, you know, Blumhouse and Into the Dark. I think this would be, this is a good movie for like, not necessarily younger kids, because there's a lot of fucking crazy shit in it. But if you're worried about like nudity, you know, and if you're worried about a lot of like on-screen gory kills, it's pretty, it's a chase, it's a very chaste movie. Would you get maybe Gateway? Uh, Older Gateway, Tween. I would definitely call it Tween Gateway. Or maybe like you might you might have some teens late in the game, man. You know, yeah. getting into it, so that might work actually well. Not something for the five year old, but no. something for the fifteen year old. Yeah, something like that. Especially if they don't like. Oh, I don't like ghosts and shit. No, no. worries. Here's here's a live action Scooby Doo. Yeah, zoinks indeed. <laughs> so until our next uh, you know trip to the hallowed halls of education, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. Yeah.